Hello, everyone. I am Jumby, and I'm here co-hosting everyone's favorite podcast, Phantoms of the Silver Screen, where we cover horror movie-esque content, or TV shows, or movies eventually. One day we're going to post a movie, and... You know, we cover extreme horror and we cover light horror. Lately, it's just been light horror because we've been in a fun, happy-go-lucky mood. But we're going to get into something that's kind of in between. The campy and the extreme. <laughs> the perfect middle ground. And that is Chucky. So today we are reviewing the entire season or just like doing a season rundown for the first season of the 2021 um, Don Massini Chucky reboot. Mm. I wanted to say reboot. Would no. you call it a reboot? No, it's just a, it's a TV show because it yeah. incorporates all these elements. Mm-hmm. I guess a continuation, just the, the TV show, Chucky. So I am joined by the voice you just heard, and his name is... Rip, Heidi Ho, everybody. So, this is going to be our recap, review of the entire season. Our thoughts and opinions, our feelings, emotions. Mm-hmm. Jumpy, how'd you feel about it? I've had a while to sit with it and kind of solidify how I feel about it. Overall, I'm positive on it. Mm-hmm. I I definitely want to see more. There's things I liked about it. There's things I would change about it. Um, but on the whole, it was it was good. It was good overall. It was a good time for the most part. Really, really picked up for me, like, toward the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish maybe I had more of a more of a connection like i wish i had more of a connection to one of the main characters the whole way through instead of instead of more toward the end (laughs) by force like i had no choice but to latch onto them Mm -hmm. (laughs) um like lexi's character uh we'll talk about her in a bit but like i really wish i could have just latched onto lexi from the beginning but they made her so irredeemable those first two episodes and then the shift in character just seems a little jarring. So things like that, I just, you know, I would, I would like a little bit more from that, but maybe I'm asking too much because <laughs> these are, these are horror movie characters. Yeah. They tend to be two dimensional. <laughs> I, I shouldn't really be expecting too much out of them. That's true. And, you know, Chucky, the movies and the, the series, the, the killings, not the killings, like the whole overall thing is supposed to be that way, right? <clears throat> Nothing to like really make you think it's not this is not one of those series that like you ponder like every decision it's kind of supposed to be fun and a wild ride yeah yeah i guess you're right i guess how do you feel about it uh well (laughs) i i never was completely turned around by the characters i could see the mm-hmm. attempt of them being redeemed so to speak but mm-hmm. 
overall, <laughs> it was I I I just couldn't get attached to them, and you know, I'm not gonna take away anything, like the overall. I'm not gonna take away the the series because of that. Take away any, you know, like put a bad light on it. I couldn't get into the characters, but I really feel like. You weren't supposed to, you know. It's like and don't get attached because they might die. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of made it fun too. Because you don't know, you don't know who's gonna, who's going to show up in the next episode, or who's not gonna make it at the end of the episode. It's it like adds the, that. That's part of the fun of horror content in general. You never know who's gonna make it to the end, so. If they do it right, every character is a mystery. Like, who, how is this person going to go? We have the rest of this person's life possibly on film. So where are they going to go? Are they going to make it to the end? Can they have a happy life? Why are they going to die? How are they going to die? The mystery aspect of horror stuff is really what pulls me toward it. So I, I like that. I like the idea that they could all die. But did we ever think that the main character was going to die? Jake, no. <laughs> yeah. That was the one person that I think <clears throat> he's the person I judged. Ah, well, yeah, I judged him like more because mm-hmm. to me he was the main character and he needed that um, scrutiny. Yeah, just he needed my opinions down his throat. Mm-hmm. They. I will say this. Mm-hmm. Next Halloween 2022, if you're bored, or not even if you're bored, just binge watch this. It, I feel like it would have been much, it's a much better watch because we, Jumpy and I, kind of did it on a week by week basis. Um, Mm -hmm. and there was a point where we had to fight ourselves from clicking the next button (laughs) so to watch the next episode. But Mm -hmm. I feel as a binge, if you're just chilling you want to do something scary or have fun on ho- like on a day in october just do it <laughs> yeah i think some of the some of the dips in the show wouldn't have been as obvious if i was just binging every single episode uh, the momentum of key points in the series where you know certain people figure out about figure out about chucky or the character you didn't expect died died like those would carry you through the the more lackluster parts of the show. I agree with you 100%. The The binge aspect of it would have been way better. What was it? Um, another thing is they don't they don't leave you in the dark. Too, it, it rewards you for following the Chucky journey for sure. If, yeah. If you watched all the Chucky uh, movies, this... This show is definitely like you have to watch it, in my opinion. <laughs> like, it just puts everything together in a nice little blender, um, and it doesn't um, fault you if you didn't. We felt mm. a little lost, and I'm sure there's more Easter eggs that we didn't pick up. But the the parts that we were supposed to know, um, they did tell it to us in a way that wasn't like spoon fed, or they didn't mm. hold our hand. So. That is appreciated. You don't have to be a hardcore fan to enjoy this uh, TV show. 
but if you are a hardcore fan i am i would imagine that it, it the little easter eggs and the the big plot points really feels rewarding mm-hmm. i yeah i did feel the absence of some of this lore as we went through it i i really just want to go back and watch chucky content so i can understand everything which is a big success on the part of the show because it's not something I could have said I really wanted to do too much before. But now I have a very deep desire to see all these Chucky movies and understand where all these characters came from. Um, I agree. And very happy about that. The origin for uh, this character, um, Chucky's real life daughter, but her character's name, do you remember her? Nika. Nika. I want to see the origin for Nika. Yeah. And apparently it's happening in one of these movies. Hmm. I think uh her character, man. I mean talking about a tragic, horribly <laughs> faded character. Nothing goes right for her. Yeah, poor girl. <laughs> I hate I'd hate to be her. This is an unending nightmare. Mm-hmm. That that one that's the part of the show that really stuck with me in in terms of like it, it was daunting and uh, body horror really makes me sad and like that was sad yeah it was very very sad yeah I don't know how she's gonna get past all that I really don't at this point no just make sure get her out of that situation and uh, can't help her whatever she's not real it's fine it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> yes don't um... be sad. I am sure uh, Fiona, the actress who played Nika, has all her limbs. No, she's loving it. She's a <laughs> huge Chucky fan. It's, Chucky's her dad. <clears throat> she probably asked them to do that. Hmm. Can my character lose their limbs? It would be so cool. Come on. Yeah. All right. So speaking of the characters. Um... Wish I could have a big list of characters, but how do you feel about our main cast? Let's talk about Jake for a bit. Jake's family, really. Yeah, I guess we need to start off with the the main man himself, Jake mm-hmm. Wheeler. Um, <laughs> he. Where do we start? It's he isn't a eccentric. Nah, eccentric's not the word. But I don't want to use the uh, word weird, right? Because that's exactly what he wants me to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he makes sculptures out of creepy dolls. I mean, how else are you supposed to describe? Yes, he's an that's artist. That's the weirdest thing you can do. Yeah, he's an artist. He's an artist. Art. Inherited from his mom who unfortunately passed away before the series started. Mm-hmm. It definitely affected his family because his dad couldn't get over it. And... He he turned to drinking, and Jake had to deal with that because he, and the only few moments we get with Jake and Lucas Wheeler is, um, well, in the first episode, and it really was a heartwarming one in the beginning because Jumpy and I immediately thought that he was going to be an alcoholic dad who beat his mm-hmm. son and then they shared a nice moment he starts asking about um jake's 
hobbies you know just like oh it's trying to take yeah and jake was really like hey uh how's this sculpture how's it look uh, let me know yeah and they start talking they start bonding um uh lucas had to break the the news that he can't send them to art camp but jake was destroyed and yet he he understood and he uh he said he'll find his own way if he has to but <laughs> then they threw us a sur- swerve and they showed us um lucas drinking and essentially beating his own son at some point go figure I, and that does i mean we were talking about jake but that pretty much sums up lucas's character arc he's yeah. had one nice semi nice no- moment with his son and then he was revealed to be an abusive father and then Chucky came into his life yeah. and it ended. Yeah, that's usually how it goes when Chucky enters your life. Yeah. You're never the same. And it's hard to talk about Jake without talking about Chucky because most of his character um, really gets, you know, his faults highlighted as soon as Chucky enters the scene because he's the ultimate, like, uh, negative force in anyone's life and he'll bring out the worst in anybody. And Jake had a few demons in his in his closet that got revealed. So his dad died, and obviously his dad was abusive. So he didn't he didn't really feel that loss right away. Yeah, that took a while. So that was an interesting thing to see because like Jake was obviously sad, but he was kind of getting past it real easily with the help of Chucky, I suppose. And. <laughs> putting a, a silver lining in that mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i guess we have to talk about this if we're talking about jake's dad is he did not approve of oh yeah jake mm-hmm. being a homosexual yeah we learn we learn really quickly that jake we thought because junior said it out loud um who's his cousin mm. and we thought it was going to be like uh they're just throwing it back and forth to insult each other but it turned out yeah jake actually um is gay and which proud. is worse in that situation because junior's just outing him to everybody you're not allowed to do that you're <laughs> supposed to let the person come up or whatever yeah but uh lucas was not approve approving of it so there's that disconnect as mm-hmm. well I feel like they threw this whole homophobic father thing in mm-hmm. just so um, you don't feel as sad when he gets murdered. And it kind of worked. I was just like, okay, well, he's abusive, first of all. And then he's also super homophobic. And then he, he got killed. All right, that's sad, but I'm not going to feel it too much. Oh, yeah. And then he what, destroyed all of Jake's sta- uh, artwork. artwork. You know? See that part? I was like, "Yeah, that stuff's ugly. Hate it." And it was making me <laughs> so freaked out every time I saw it. So That's funny. I also didn't mind that one. I was like, "This, this abuse is still bad, but ugh, that ugly baby staring at me, I hate it. Punch <laughs> it in the face." I forgot all about that. He did destroy his artwork, and we never really saw him building another piece of art. It was just that first episode. Honestly, I think it was just traumatizing. Yeah. Once that becomes like, yeah, once 
Jake's dad destroys that piece and he has to do he has to deal with Chucky ever since then he's never been the same interesting to see where Jake was and where he got to in a very short period of time I'll say that about every character really from where they started to where they ended up they did a whole lot of changes in a very small amount of time it's big leaps and bounds for a couple of days of character growth so Jake went from this very quiet kind of shy kid very awkward who you know never really stuck up for himself to somebody who was working with Chucky and wielded Chucky like a weapon and kind of used him and got people killed, like Oliver. Um, Oliver's death is the only one I really attribute to Jake because he he sent Chucky over to their house, uh, to Lexi's house, with the intent for Chucky to kill. He let loose a murderer on everyone in that household, so... It happened to be Oliver, but it could have easily been anyone in that house. And I, I, I mean, obviously Chucky is to blame, but also Jake shares the blame for directing him there. Yeah, yeah. You you can't. <laughs> what? I don't. I don't even know. Like he let loose a serial killer. You know what I mean? Like that. Mm-hmm. And full well knowing that that Chucky's a serial killer. There's I no just, way around it. You just he. That, that to me, and I, uh, what you and I spoke about this many times, and we both agree that there's no <laughs> coming that, back. Yeah, there's no coming back from that. That made that irredeemable. made it irredeemable for me. So that was already like, all right, Jake is up. Because <laughs> I, I liked him at first. I liked that he was gaining some confidence, even though he had the world's worst mentor, like giving him that confidence. Mm-hmm. I like to see him come out of his shell. He was sticking up to, for himself a little bit more here and there. He was getting angry because of Chucky, but he was kind of using that anger to stick up for himself. But then he ultimately learned all the wrong lessons, which is Chucky's goal, I guess. So he succeeded. But I think Chucky succeeded in that moment when he got him to... He, he His goal the whole time was to get one of the innocents to be corrupted. And I feel like he corrupted Jake there. I mean, he didn't directly do it, but you don't directly kill somebody if you're using a long-range weapon, I guess. I don't know. It's just... It's still killing somebody. But whatever. Um, Jake was corrupted in that sense, and pretty much everyone in this town got corrupted in in some way or another. So I don't like where he ended up there, and I don't like how quickly we backtracked from him being a monster either because we never really saw him feel the repercussions of killing oliver uh jake just moved on from there and he's like yeah i don't have anything to do with chucky anymore even though i caused that murder so terrible and then he went on you know the trio at the end to try and kill him you know what i think and though, is never really accepted responsibility when yeah. when they had the when lexi and jake had that conver- conversation mm-hmm. of like why would you let loose chucky into the house and to my party and he was just like, "Get to kill you," and then she was like, "Okay, why do you want to kill me?" And they had that exchange, and that little quote unquote heart to heart. But mm-hmm. I felt like we were so, um, 
not believing anything Lexi was saying, that we probably didn't really take that scene too seriously when we should have. It's just because she she never showed any remorse for anything. So why would I believe her in that moment? It was very one day to the next, I'm a good person. Yeah. Nobody changed more than her character. Yeah. It's like almost like they decided at the last minute to just change her character. Like, oh, we we like her. Let's just write her to survive. Let's write her because like at this moment, she's worse than Chucky. Let's try and reel her in a little bit. We did too good of a job. Yeah. Because honestly, to me, she was set up to die. And we uh, we thought that as well. That um, mm-hmm. she was and, on the chopping block at some point. And I can't believe that they left the mystery of what happened or how she got out of her own like near-death experience hanging. They never gave us an answer. Yeah. I, but I, that bugs the shit out of me. Me too. Like, I'm still just like, maybe they'll cover it in season two, but I know they won't. They'll just move on. Yeah. I think that, that they left that thread there, and that's that's one of the big flaws that the show had there. They didn't pay that scene off, and what or think, they didn't realize that that was one of the mysteries yeah. that the fans were going to, well, I'm, I'm assuming, but <laughs> at least they wouldn't realize that that's something that a fan could really want to know about. I, I've, I did my... Uh reddit research yeah <laughs> it's a big question Reddit research. <laughs> it is a big big question everybody on these forums are just uh there's a good amount of people that are just wondering and a lot of people just kind of dismiss it like well if, uh you know just move on i guess <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but where was i going to jake Jake, our man Jake, he oh, yeah. tries. He he falls for Chucky's corruption, um, and but he himself is has said it multiple times. He's not a killer, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't kill. Uh, oh, now I remember what I was gonna say. Back yeah. to Lexi, <laughs> and that mysterious <laughs> fire scene. They can easily do a like a dream sequence where Lexi's having a dream. And it's her, like they just show the scene of Chucky laughing at her, the fires um, burning, and she finds her way to escape, um, probably leaving Carolyn behind or some shit, uh, mm-hmm. or or maybe she's about to die, but then the firefighters come in, and then she wakes up screaming or like in a sweat. Anything, anything to put that mystery to bed would be good. Hmm. I was really banking on the whole like. He spared her so that she could be, you know, his puppet, really, his yeah. tool. Yeah. And she was going along with it because she's kind of, like, broken in her own way. And he's really good at getting under the skin of people who have trauma. Yeah. But, yeah, who knows where they're going to go because Rip informed me that we, we do have a season two coming. So I'm super happy about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, was it? Um, Jake tried to be a killer. He he said he couldn't be. He tried. He really did. Mm, he but, succeeded. Yeah. Um, he <laughs> gives the reins to Chucky, and once he realizes the damage he's done, he 
quickly goes to his parents' grave to seek some kind of forgiveness, I guess, mm-hmm. or some not to ease his guilt, but to confess. You know, that was a confession, mm-hmm. and he regretted it instantly. And I guess we're supposed to feel for that, but he hears the sirens of of the the fire or the fire trucks and the ambulances. And he breaks down because he know he he knew he fucked up, and he finds his way to the hospital. Mm. And seeing everybody there, I think was like, "What did I? What have I done?" You know. And mm-hmm. I guess you can make the case that he didn't know there was going to be a party there. He just wanted Lexi dead, so he just dropped her off at her house. Dropped Chucky off at her house, but. Still, that's not enough, right? No. I mean, he already had plenty of evidence that Chucky's a loose cannon. Yeah. Dropping him anywhere is a death sentence for somebody. So. Mm-hmm. And plus, what if his plan succeeded? What if he just killed Lexi? Like That was still 100% his goal, right? Just because he killed the wrong person doesn't mean he gets spared from attempted murder. Yeah. Also... Lexi probably should have died there. I mean, there's there's no way she got out of that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the mystery of episode three. So, he he starts seeing the error of his ways. He has no choice but to team up with Lexi to see because now he ha- he wants to finish Chucky, and mm-hmm. then as they're rummaging through, we get that. That interaction between Lexi and and uh, Jake, they both say, "Well, Lexi inquires why shouldn't why couldn't he just talk to her about all the, mm-hmm. the things that he was making, um, that she was making him feel with her insults and her her pranks and you know she she played the ultimate uh, middle finger to him, right? Mm-hmm. No, no amount. It doesn't matter how what." Jake could have said or done just that her action in itself doesn't make them even and even I were you and I were just like yeah, fuck this girl and that in itself was like alright you're I can't see you being redeemable and I never faltered from that yeah I mean the thing she did was horrible like cartoonishly bad there's no way you'd believe a real life person would do what lexi did yeah she was heartless toward anyone she cared about she we didn't even see her sister really until a couple episodes later so she seemingly loved no one she hates her parents she hates her seemingly like boyfriend person i don't know what junior was to her but she seemed to hate him at first because every interaction she had with him she was very like cold and distant and like um domineering i guess is the term i want to use mm-hmm. where she shut him down a lot but really the, the the reason we can't like her is what she did to jake she bullied him to the point where it's criminal like she was trying to make him as depressed and sad and hopeless as possible yeah um and then dressing up like the big Halloween reveal, the big costume reveal that she chose to dress up as his dad 
mid-murder, like mid-death for the Halloween costume, how are you supposed to forgive that? Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Uh, it was really great, like, television, but as a person, just come on. Like, how am I supposed to even look at this person? Like, how am I supposed to accept you, you know? Yeah. And Jake Jake didn't. Jake, I, I would say that the only time Jake finally says, let's move on from everything that happened, is mm-hmm. when they hug at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but then see, there's there's like part of the issue I'm having with the characters of where when did this happen? This because there's a line in here where Lexi's like, "You're just gonna abandon your family, you know, the family you chose," and Kate and Jake just goes along with it. I'm like, when did you guys become family? Because <laughs> you were the scum of the earth and like arch enemies. I want to kill you. At least in episode three or four. And then it feels like episode five or six, their family all of a sudden. Yeah. It just seems way out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember when they, Jake was holding her by the hand uh, when she was falling off the second floor and he was trying to like pick her up and Chucky's mm-hmm. at the bottom and he's just like, drop her, drop her. You know, <laughs> what you, know you want to drop her. And, you literally sent me here to do this. Come on. And he doesn't let go. He he actually picks her up and saves her. And mm-hmm. they go to the ho- they go back to the hospital and Lexi looks at him. She's like, "Thank you for not drop- dropping me." And I mean that. And I'm like, "Oh, that 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 has that has you're going to fucking regret this written all over it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it he didn't he didn't have anything to regret cuz that changed her entire person. I mean, I guess a near-death experience could change somebody. So it's not that crazy. I guess the the crazier part is just their feelings for each other. Like they, I don't know how they learn to not hate each other. Hmm. At the very least, you'd be a little mad at Jake, right? Like, he tried to kill you. Yeah. She, she got was. over there real quick. Hmm? She was. She was mad, uh, but... For uh, half an episode. Yeah, I guess when you ha- when you spend your entire time with that person running for your life, you kind of know how to put it aside. But those are two irredeemable people, and it the list just doesn't get small. It doesn't stop there. The list just gets bigger and bigger. Um, but I get yeah. Uh, we do also see a one eighty from Jake when he it was hinted at in the beginning. Um, I would say episode four is the last time we see the characters as we've known them. After episode four, after the hospital episode, is when their personalities just shift, and it's not. Yeah. It's a very. It's not abrupt, but it's not. Um. Like. Like you know, we we see it. We we come to understand it. Mm-hmm. It's the, the shift happens. It's not a complete one eighty, but it's still kind of too fast. And I guess you kind of, it's an eight episode season, so you kind of have to get what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we can't ask for that. Like overall, uh, we see them do the change in their personality, but 
Jake does start going out with his crush that we see in the beginning. Another male who has a podcast. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. He, uh, they, they start expressing their feelings for each other, and then we start seeing a more confident Jake. He, yeah, he instead of, um, running away from his problems or putting it down. One thing we do see is that he takes medication for his anxiety and depression. Mm. Uh, I don't. We don't see that after. Yeah, they 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 like to introduce these things that never pay off or get seen again to these characters. They're just meant to be like random details, yeah. like Devin. Um, Devin, like one speaking about like un unanswered questions. Devin was introduced his flaw because it wasn't as glaring as the other people was he recorded jake without his permission but that nothing came of that right we never really got a scene where it's like hey i i didn't know i was being recorded there we never really had that mystery answered yeah um you're absolutely right and that made us question devin (laughs) yeah like but then if you're not going to pay it off, why make us question Devin? You know, like he could have just been the one shining light in the show. Why'd they do that? Why'd they corrupt him like that? Yeah. If we, if we didn't see that scene, I would say that was the only character that wasn't yeah. like that. You know? But yeah, I, I would, he'd be the only character who didn't have a flaw really, or like something seriously wrong with them. <laughs> He's still like that character. He's still the the most normal character, but yeah. I mean, recording somebody, especially somebody you know is damaged against their will for your podcast is not okay. That is true. Jumpy and I would never do that. Nope. Never. We're both okay. <laughs> um How do you feel about Devin as a character overall? Well, that aside, that random recording aside, he really was a good character. He, um, good character for Jake, caused him to have some character, Jake to have some character development. So it was like Chucky was the devil and Devin's the angel, right? On the, on Jake's two shoulders, on <laughs> two shoulders, um, on Jake's shoulders. And I, I, I like that. And even when Devin was at his lowest, he still found a way to pull through. And because what after after he watched his mom's murder and broke up with Jake because that's all he could see. And when he looks into Jake's eyes, it's just his mom's corpse on the floor, which is a fucking heartbreaking sentence to hear. But Jake gets it. Yeah, Jake got. That was it. a good. That was a good scene. I was yeah. like, whoa! I guess that's super fair. Devin's feeling of defeat quickly turned into um, a thirst for vengeance. Mm-hmm. He looked at his mom's photos from when when they were younger, and he said, fuck it, no. This dude took my mom away from life. me. Yeah. Took his whole life. Yeah. I'm going to fucking do something about it. <laughs> so, um, and we never really... And he... Before that happened, before his mom passed, he was like the brain, right? He, mm-hmm. his mom's a detective. He had those same qualities, 
and he was trying to um to be one step ahead of Chucky but Chucky was always one step ahead of him right there's nothing he can do You're, you never truly catch Chucky off guard he always has another plan there's always another layer another doll somewhere an um the bride of Chucky showing up something that he has planned that you are not prepared for because Chucky he deals with voodoo magic man like how are you supposed to prepare for that All right unless you're another voodoo magic user <laughs> there's no way you can be ready to fight him yeah which is why a Chucky versus Freddy movie would be interesting because Freddy has his own type of magic <laughs> is that canon are we trying to make this canon That'd be cool, man. That's all I'm saying. Chucky versus Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And then, like, Freddy's trying to kill his buddy at the time. His, <laughs> like, teenage buddy. And he's just like, no, I'm not letting it happen. And then he falls asleep instead and fights him. <laughs> or uses voodoo magic to get into the dream realm yeah. and fight him. Chucky versus Jason wouldn't be much of a contest. <laughs> just <laughs> kick him. <laughs> There, there's so many you can do with all these um, different uh, <laughs> um, Hall- not Halloween tropes, uh, horror movie characters. Franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, franchises. But yeah, uh, how do you feel about Devin? More or less the same? Yeah, more or less the same. I liked him. I was disappointed that he recorded Jake without his permission. Even more disappointed that that plot thread didn't go anywhere. I did feel for him the most out of any character because, you know, recording someone against their permission still doesn't, you know, dampen how terrible it was that his mom died from Chucky and that he was left all alone. Uh, the scene where he just tells Jake why he can't be with him was a big moment for me. One of the highlights of the show. So overall, he was he was he was good for the show. I liked him there. His character added more to the show than it took away. I just really wish they paid off some of the mystery around him. <laughs> and all the characters, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of... Un- I feel like every character has an unanswered question. Even if you go through the list. like <laughs> Lexi has her big one, so we talked about her. Uh, Jake doesn't really have an unanswered question, but Junior and Jake have an unanswered conflict oh between gosh. them. Oh my god. Yeah, that we'll never ever get to. Uh, <laughs> why does he hate why does Junior hate him so much? Junior oh Junior Ugh <laughs> This is a character that Yeah, he's not my favorite. <laughs> I don't know. Um I'm not a fan. <laughs> didn't he, turn out nice. He was this uh, he was Lexi's boyfriend and he was very submissive. You can see that with the way he was treated by his father, Logan Wheeler. Logan is played by the same guy who played Lucas Wheeler. So twin brothers, but <laughs> just it's just one same guy. actor, just same guy from Final Destination. And his dad just pretty much forced him into his life, even going as far as to control what Junior eats. Um, mm. and you can tell Junior hated it, but for whatever reason. He hated Jake too. Anytime 
Jake tried to be nice. He shut him down. And that was even before uh, Junior experienced the, the, the horrors of Chucky, right? Yeah. Is he was like, "Hey, do you want a um, do you want a popsicle? I could fucking get the popsicle myself. All right, I've been getting it myself since I was a kid. Don't fucking offer me no fucking popsicle." I was like, "All right, dude." Like, yeah. He clearly has <laughs> suppressed rage issues that he's taken out on Jake. Yeah. Why Jake? I guess he's an easy target. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. And what was it? He. He didn't like the way Oliver was talking to Lexi, um, but he never did anything about it. And, you know, Devin was there, too, being the angel on her shoulder. Like, it's not worth it. They're both not worth it. The other thing about him, just like with every character, there's unresolved story threads that I just didn't like. I really need those answers, man. <laughs> well, I set up something for not going to give me some payoff. Right. Why? um I guess you can infer your own answers, but I would like to have had a more clear answer to why he couldn't perform when he was with Lexi. Um, I would like some more clear answers on to his relationship with Devin a little bit. Because, like, were they friends? They barely talked. They didn't really seem that close. And then later on in the story, when he becomes a killer, he really doesn't seem close to Devin. He's just like, hey, whatever. I'll kill you. <laughs> So I would like to have a little bit more establishment between like him and Devin's character, what their deal is, and also his issues with Lexi. Like, what was going on there? What was wrong with him in that moment? I mean, he's a teen boy. Yeah, he he probably got stage fright, right? Teen boy. I, I guess. And was it didn't help that Lexi was laughing and yelling at him? That would yeah, that would have been distracting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would turn somebody off real quick. Um, I know your theory of that he was um in love with Devin, or because one guy did ask out uh Junior, but that's when we were introduced to Lexi. She's like, "Oh, he's with me," mm-hmm. and then the guy is like, "Oh, I thought." And then we had that theory that he was closeted, but nothing came off after of that. If anything, he was probably like, "Bye," but yeah. I really thought there was going to be some kind of love connection between him and Devin. That that part, just, it really seemed like they were going in that direction. But it could have just been me thinking that. I'm not sure. I mean, that would explain the rivalry, right? That would have been like the answer to that question. Why does Junior hate Jake so much? Because he could be out and proud and not allowed. <laughs> and, yeah. he, the, and he had um, feelings for Devin, but he uh, he knew that they both liked each other you know some shit like that that would make some sense but we never get that answer in fact all we see is junior's descent right because junior does get corrupted he goes from just a normal teenage boy to seeing the tragedy around him who he blames on jake which it's not like he's wrong yeah (laughs) it is he did bring all this on everybody yeah but he uh, he he puts the he puts a lot of the blame on Jake. That that relationship never like gets fixed or anything like that. But he uh, the moment he starts noticing that Jake is hanging around with Lexi and Devin, 
And obviously that's because the three of them know Chucky's alive, know he's out there killing, and know that the only people that can stop him are them. So they get they get together and they don't want Junior Jake tries to get Junior involved. Drake um wanted Junior in the group. He's like, We should take Junior in here and it gets dismissed for for two reasons one they don't want something happening to junior because they all want to protect him and they all care about him and two um there's no way that junior's gonna believe him lexi even tries one time junior's like hey uh like why are you guys together what what the fuck's going on like he even tries to be like tough he 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 tells jake to like when they're at uh, an auditorium he's like Hey, move over to Jake, and then Devin starts holding his hand. Like, no, we're not moving. And and Junior's like, okay, what what's going on? Why are you guys like hanging out together? And Lexi's just like, there's um a serial killer trapped in a doll's body, hunting everybody in the city, and we finally killed him. And we just want a moment of peace. And and you know. Uh, have fun in our victory and he's like look why don't you fucking grow up alright and he walks away <laughs> so being told that and then seeing Chucky later on should have been like oh they tried to include me in, include me in this I uh but it doesn't damn I should go talk to them <laughs> it doesn't he sees fucking Chucky uh just talking to him and at no point does he make the connection that that he they tried to warn him even mm-hmm. jake told them uh because after his mom uh was murdered in a apparent suicide jake tells him i don't think your mom committed suicide i think she was murdered and then he just jake jr just looks at him and he's like fuck you and walks off but then he sees chucky a living doll uh selling him the the positivity of being a murderer and mm-hmm. Junior's eating it up and John B and I were just like are you fucking kidding me like that's your fucking proof <laughs> that's all you needed but I guess they're really trying to be like oh he's depressed and he's sad and he doesn't want to it was weird to me that it never occurred to him that Chucky killed his mom or like he had any moment where he's just like, I'm gonna kill you, Chucky, because I realized you killed my mom. Like he, he never put two and two together there. Yeah. I mean, he was that was disappointing, but like he was very traumatized. I get that, but yeah, and Chucky's selling him. You know, Tiff showed up, made out with his dad. His dad Tiff. was just so, uh, well, Jennifer Tilly, right? <laughs> yeah. Because in that scene, that's Jennifer Tilly. Mm-hmm. Um. His dad was taken aback immensely that he was just like, you know, fuck it. Like, I'm not, I'm not reciprocating the kiss, but I'm just too in shock to realize what's going on. And I guess he's going through a lot. I mean, he's probably <laughs> drunk in that moment. He's <laughs> not, he's processing his wife's sudden death. He's probably hollow as a person already. So whatever's happening to him, he might be having an out-of-body experience. I can kind of buy that. Yeah. Because I don't know what I would be feeling in that moment. Yeah. 
Like, he definitely wasn't enjoying it. He was just kind of standing there. He's like, okay, that's weird. And honestly, like, if you're at your significant other's funeral and a famous celebrity came up and just kissed you on the lips for, like, two seconds, are you going to punch him in the face? There's, no. you know. You're going to deal with it later in therapy. You're going to be like, I don't know why this happened. This is really weird. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Can you just imagine, like, I don't even know who to use as an example. Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jumpy. This, this no, no. Be like, get out of here. You know your game. Where's Chucky? <laughs> That's true. If she just shows up at, at the funeral, you're just like, no, nah, no, nah, get the fuck out. I, I know. Get out of here. I know you. <laughs> I'm not going to be fooled. I'm not going to think you're a real Jennifer Tilly actress. You're the bride of Chucky. Get out of my face. <laughs> You're Tiff, and we all know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So that is Junior's arc. He descend. He gets handed the the knife, uh, metaphorically, and mm-hmm. literally, by Chucky, and he uses Chucky to kill his father. His, his father. And we that was a long time coming, and mm-hmm. his his dad literally asked for it. Um, great moment for the show like that was like wow he did it he really really did it because i didn't really see it coming i didn't think junior would do it yeah. he did it so that isolation from his friends that um the cousin that he doesn't um, that, that he hates takes his friends away from him and girlfriend and feels like he's taking his whole life right he lives in his house he's eating his popsicles yeah Getting all the attention, his girlfriend's attention, Devin's attention. The buffer between his father's uh, overbearingness, his which is his mother, took her own life in his mind, in his head. Mm-hmm. And now Chucky's just filling his head with, oh yeah, Jennifer Tilly came in and, and made out with your dad. Who knows how long they've been together. They probably fucked while your mom was going through chemo, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Junior just fucking... Took all the anger out on his father. And he just. I think yeah. he went down this road of evil the moment that they didn't talk about Westworld with him. Yeah. And he's like, all right, <laughs> I tried. I tried the good life. And you guys have led me down the bad life path. <laughs> talk awesome. to me about Westworld and how crazy it is. <laughs> hey guys, did you see the new episode of Westworld? Because I did. No? <laughs> no? All right. Well. Uh, I'm gonna kill you. I'm, I'm gonna become a murderer. Good, <laughs> good job. <laughs> All right. The moral of this whole story is: if someone asks you about Westworld, just talk to them about yeah, it. Yeah, man. Right? Don't Humor be, them. Yeah. Just say, say you didn't watch the episode if you didn't watch the episode, but ask them about it. Ask them their opinion. Yeah. Tell them you love the first season because the first season was great. Yeah. But you didn't keep going. What happens? That ask is, them about. It. That is the correct answer. The first season was great. Mm-hmm. Uh. Westworld of the Silver Screen coming soon. Yeah, maybe. It'd <laughs> give me a reason to finish season two because I never did. <laughs> Isn't there like a season three? There is. I don't know. Like, it was one of those things where I know it got bad reviews, but I wasn't really listening to those. Um, I just stopped watching it just because. Like, I didn't feel a need to see the next episode, right. which d- has never really happened to me with a show. <laughs> it could have just been bad timing for whatever I was doing in my life at the time, but. And just never felt the need. It was a good episode, too. Like, a big thing happened. Big character showed up. And I was like, eh, I don't need to see any more of this. 
Um, and I was like a huge, huge Westworld season one fan. Forced everyone to watch it. Loved it so much. I was just like Junior. <laughs> but then I just fell off. So there you go. That's our, the four kids. We talked about their parents. Well, we didn't talk about Lexi's parents, right? Because she is yeah. the daughter of the mayor. In real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Her parents are kind of two-dimensional. Uh, the mom is very much like the worst parts of Lexi rolled up into one person. Mm-hmm. And the dad is supposed to be the good parts of Lexi rolled up into one person. He's he's supposed to be caring. Um, at least in the later episodes, he's supposed to be this caring, nice guy. Who is just trying to keep the peace, you know? But we don't see that until after episode four, really. I know. <laughs> Didn't really get to know him that well. Yeah, like. Also, I, there's Caroline. Like she's part of their family. Yeah, Caroline is important too because she less, less important than I thought she was gonna be. She demanded Chucky, and that's what caused Jake. Um, to give Chucky to Lexi. Lexi came mm-hmm. over to apologize for dressing up as his dad and reenacting his death. And Jake saw that as a window to get Lexi killed. And he took it. And that yeah. caused another set of a chain, another chain reaction. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did think she'd be, she'd be more than a plot device. I thought she was actually going to kill somebody because she has the makings of a serial killer. She's, <laughs> You know, very distant, disconnected from people. She doesn't like t- to be touched or hugged. So, like, she doesn't have a lot of human contacts and, going on in her life. So. And they always uh, put her out to be a prodigy because she's a very mm-hmm. talented artist, as we saw, and a genius. They always called her genius. And once you have a genius kid in the family, the stereotypical thing to do is to nurture and coddle this person because you don't want to, you don't want an ounce of that to to be wasted. Mm-hmm. And she could have been nurtured and coddled into an amazing serial killer by Chucky, yeah, if he was given enough time. But Chucky he tried. Chucky did try with Carolyn, but <laughs> Chucky just kind of, um. He filled her head with this nonsense, but he 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 was mostly going after the teenagers. I guess because it's easier with teenagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have all the angst. They don't know what to do with all that emotions they're feeling. I guess I don't know. I I've never been a teenager, so I I wouldn't know. Nope. Yeah, I skipped those years yeah. straight to manhood. I heard. I have no idea. I heard. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. It was. <laughs> Little nine-year-old boy, and then bam, bills and tuition from college, and mm-hmm. <laughs> skip my teen years. Um, but yeah, and Carolyn showed no emotions to anything. She just kind of watched, smiled. She just, but then we started learning that it wasn't like a lack of a moral compass on her part or her. Sp- Spoiled personality didn't give her a conscience. Once she realized, once she started putting it together that her dad's dead, yeah, when Chucky she killed her, yeah. 
she started to feel. And you just heard yeah. that pain voice of, what about daddy? Mm-hmm. So it'll break your heart. That was sad. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we don't know if we're going to see much more from her. We might in season two, but who knows? Yeah. Um, Some other characters we need to talk about are... Talk about... Ms. Pre-existing Fairchild. characters. Oh, Miss Fairchild. Okay, let's talk about her first. Yeah, let's talk, we got to go through Hackensack uh, 2021, right? We got to talk mm-hmm. about Miss Fairchild. Miss <coughs> Fairchild. Can't believe she didn't die. That was, I thought Lexi was going to die, and I thought Miss Fairchild was going to die. She did not die. Super. <laughs> Both thought that. Super yeah. wrong. Nobody died. Who <laughs> we thought. Yeah. she. That is the biology teacher. She, mm-hmm. when Chucky wasn't a threat at that point, or known, he was just a devil in disguise. Um, Lexi and Miss Fairchild were kind of in a confrontation. Like Miss Fairchild, she sees the way people treat Jake, and yeah. she knows that she can only do so much. Um, but mostly, it's ultimately up to Jake to to stand up for himself, right? But of course, Lexi takes shit too far. She made up a a GoFundMe account for for Jake. You know, Got just about that. Just. Dishing it out there that he's poor, right? And Miss Fairchild, you're redeemed. Miss mm-hmm. <laughs> Fairchild was calmly explaining to her. Well, not calmly. It was very aggressive. Um, it was like, like she was very stern with her. And this is when we start getting Lexi's Somebody needs to. <laughs> Lexi's character, and it's pretty much, my mom's the mayor. Whatever you do, won't won't solve anything. Like. Like Lexi was telling Miss Fairchild, like the sooner you back off, the less you have to deal with. And Miss Fairchild's like, nah, I, <laughs> I, am not scared of you. Don't let me be f- afraid. Uh, then don't try to um, make me afraid of you. She should have been afraid because yeah. for some reason she ended up in jail. Yep. For whatever reason, they pinned everything on her. Which really let me down on um, Devin's mom, whose name is Kim, right? Kim Evans. Detective Kim. Right? Detective Kim? Yeah. Yeah. So Kim Evans uh, ended up arresting the biology teacher here and Mrs. Fairchild, and it's just really let me down on her because I thought she was on the trail for Chucky. I thought she was putting the pieces together pretty well, given her interrogations of some of the victims. She was kind of getting the whole everywhere this doll is, something bad happens, and it's not necessarily connected to Jake. It's the doll. Mm -hmm. But then she just completely loses track of her trail, and she arrests the wrong person with very little evidence to go on. Yeah. Made me... Let like I was very let down by that. I, I had more faith in her. Yeah. And uh Detective Kim outed Mrs. Fairchild Miss Fairch- Fairchild on her um juvenile record, right? And we thought Yet another thing we never get to hear about later. And 
the assumption was that okay this she has a connection right she's somebody mm-hmm. we know or at least from all the other Chucky movies somebody important that like like uh, Andy who was a who probably had importance as a child and then now that the years have gone by they're adults and maybe they're reprising a role maybe she's incognito maybe she's somebody important but one theory against that is that she does not recognize Chucky when she picks him up right <laughs> there, well there's something about that scene too um <coughs> Lexi saw Chucky stand up on his own. She never put those pieces together. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I thought she knew from the get-go at that moment, which is one of the main reasons, other than her being so bad, is um, like one of the main reasons I thought she was going to die, because she saw Chucky walk. You can't just have somebody know Chucky's alive, you know? Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, you can't have somebody know Chucky's alive for very long before he takes you out. Yeah. And but, yeah, nothing came of that either. We uh, we do see Miss Fairchild at the end. We never, we never get confirmation that she was cleared of all charges. Mm-hmm. But she was there to drop Lexi Jr. and Devin... To the graves of the wheelers yeah i i want to assume she got all charges dropped because she was in jail when all those murders took place so. yeah there's there's no way she could be anything they might have saved her life by putting her in jail because <laughs> yeah she was safe from chucky in that moment um <coughs> and what else uh yeah <laughs> i um, want to talk about the pre-existing characters um tiff nika kyle andy barkley i want to talk about these characters a bit okay uh i guess we gotta start with the head honcho himself right yep andy baby andy barkley so happy he was included can't believe they got the same actor kid to show up yeah um, and crazy how his life turned out. The um, all the stories, all the stories he was telling his partner Kyle, their mm-hmm. foster brother and sister. The um, at their badass now, you know they mm-hmm. they go around the country looking for good guy dolls and they kill them. <laughs> That's the only way to put them. They. All these good guy dolls have Chucky's soul in them, which we learned Chucky was able to do that in the cult of Chucky, maybe even before. But that's how he's been able to keep himself alive all this time. He knows how to transfer the Hulkrux to another yeah. good guy doll. He split his soul 77 times or whatever <laughs> it was. <coughs> and we learned that after the events of the first movie, he went to a foster home. He mm-hmm. that's where he met Kyle. After that, he went to a boarding, a military school, and he's been using those skills to uh, track and hunt down Chucky to the point where we see a scene from one of the movies where he has Chucky's head 
hostage and is just torturing it just so he can find the information and the only information he was looking for is what is the fastest and easiest way to kill Chucky Turns did out, he find that information gun and fire mm-hmm. his only weaknesses yeah how did you know yes but yeah he we got a hint of him at the beginning of the series of the of an episode one once Jake buys the good guy doll from the from a garage sale he um he immediately calls Jake to find out because Jake put it up for sale he's like hey that good guy doll anything weird happening uh Jake is like yeah this conversation <laughs> and he's like look Next time you get in contact with a doll, look at the batteries. If there's no batteries, run. Get rid of it. Do something. And then and then the call kind of just drops. We don't know what happened after that. Just that Andy's been going around um, around the country pretending to be part of the Census Bureau. And it's a badass scene <laughs> while they're trying to interrogate, uh, trying to pretend to go after... Uh, information on the sentence for a family <coughs> they see a Chucky doll Andy's just impatient he wants to see the doll he wants to move because every second counts Kyle is trying to be the the, um, the people person really yeah. I mean, <laughs> Andy's just like putting it's... everything on front street like <laughs> not caring how scarred these kids are going to be he's, a sh- he's shaking his leg he's <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, what about the dolls? And I want to do the dolls. And then this little girl had a good guy doll. And I don't know, his name was Billy or whatever. <laughs> and then as soon as they come face to face, the good guy doll and and Andy, that's when Chucky comes out and he's like, you made me do this. And <laughs> Andy immediately reacts and you just hear <laughs> from like off screen, Chucky go, fuck you, Andy. I died laughing at that. He shot Chucky in the head while the kid was holding it. Yeah. That is scary. That is a scary thing for a man to do. He has no choice. But he had to because he saved your life by doing that. Yeah. And they shot Chucky to death. And then it's like a little doll. And it's bleeding all over the floor with like organs, brain matter, all that, all the good stuff. That girl will not be okay. Nope. But um, what else? I like that they were a tight-knit team. But then I don't like that he left Kyle behind for the yeah. final confrontation. Which cause... made no sense because she shows up later anyway. And she's like, oh, Andy's going to meet us here. Yeah. She was already involved. If anything, she was in more danger because you weren't with her and you guys weren't working as a team. Mm-hmm. So that made no sense to me. Yeah, And presumably this isn't their first go after a Chucky doll. So she's trained. She's ready to go. Um, Why not include her? Why this time over every other time? Like what made this more dangerous? It it doesn't make sense. Why can't she be there for the last one? You know, I think Andy was probably trying to was going on a suicide mission. He, he, he wanted to like, die with Chucky or something and he didn't want Kyle to stop it. 
I was reading it like he wanted to catch the last Chucky doll and keep it alive and torture it. Because oh. he's like sick like that. That's how I was kind of getting it. Like instead of killing it, like keep it and to make sure it doesn't leave. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Kyle. Kyle doesn't really uh, do much. Yeah, you know, she doesn't she, get a chance to shine. She. <laughs> well, one big scene she does. She yeah. gets to shotgun the hell out of a Chucky doll. Yeah. When Lexi and Jake towards the end. Um, cause Jake finds out that there's more Chucky dolls and he brings one to the house, to Lexi's house because he mm-hmm. was planning to leave the New Jersey to wherever. Mm-hmm. But when he saw that he knew something was up. So he came back, went to talk to Lexi cause him and Devin had broken up. And that's when we get that line that, Oh, but would you leave your family? We're all family. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden. But Kyle saves her life because that doll turned out to be have the soul of Charles Lee Ray, and she shot it, and drugged the kids to save their life, and went to go save Devin, who was tied up, in uh, in the old house of Charles Lee Ray, and I think this is the best time to talk about those goddamn flashbacks. Yes, so the flashbacks we get to see, or we have to see, <laughs> Charles's origin story, how he became Chucky. I like that it led up to his death and like the events that led to his becoming the Chucky doll. I like how it led up to that. <laughs> but man, I didn't care for those flashbacks too much. Neither did I. It was nice to see Tiff and have Tiff introduce Mm-hmm. That was really surprising. Yeah. We learned... It was nice that Jennifer Tilly showed up in the show in general. I didn't know they were going to get her. Me either. They got everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is nice that like all these actors and actresses are just like, oh, you're going to do something with Chucky? Oh, I'm, let me know. I'm down. Yeah. They're all very big fans of this franchise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What else? Uh, what was it? So the flashbacks. Charles Lee Ray, as a child, grew up in Hackensack, New Jersey. He, yeah, he had fun. <laughs> yeah. He there was a serial killer during the time of when he was a child. Yes. And <laughs> they just showed this weird thing on a Halloween day. They found razor blades in his apple, and mm-hmm. instead of picking it out, he bites into it because he just wanted to feel it. Mm-hmm. As a child, so I mean, using mouthwash after that's gonna suck. He'll <laughs> <laughs> like it, yeah. Um, but it turns out the serial killer broke into his house, his parents' mm-hmm. house, and the first introduction that Charles Lee Ray gets for the serial killer is to see him stabbing his dad to death. And the last words of his father was to run. The mom picked him up and they go into a closet upstairs. We yeah. see the tension scene of the serial killer walks into the room looking for them. And the mom is kind of like hyperventilating. She's trying. She's covering her son's mouth, but she can't help but like breathe in and out very hard, especially with the guy 
the serial killer were walking around the the room and mm-hmm. it's until that moment that the serial killer decides he's gonna check the closet and when he opens up the door he finds something interesting he sees Charles Lee Ray and the corpse of the mother and he's like I didn't do that <laughs> and then the a young Charles oh, he, he says oh yeah, yeah, yeah. go on a, a young Charles Lee Ray is just like did I do good and then that's when he gets his first lesson from the serial killer is always why uh, don't leave a trail and he wipes the blade off for him and they walk and i thought it was going to be like they go off together but no he leaves them and cops come they find a young charles lee ray with the 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 bodies of both his parents and unfortunately he has to go to an orphanage Mm -hmm. and we see a teenage Charles Lee Ray and he leads a Peter Pan expedition (laughs) with some of the other orphanages to um to a dead body the Captain Hook right yeah somebody that wronged him in the orphanage the the whole thing is just kind of showing how he came to be he was taught the whole i have to corrupt the youth to become the murderers of the next generation by that serial killer he always had a predisposition to pain and liking violence um as he got older his thirst for murder and violence got deeper and deeper in the orphanage he got his first taste of like a revenge killing not just a random one and he might have been happy about that. Might have felt good about that. I don't know his mindset there. As he got older and he went to nightclubs in the 80s, pretty baller, he met Tiff. And Wait, but before that, and the orphanage yeah. is where he met his, um, his oh, sidekick. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie yeah. Caputo. Yeah. Yep. And he, he met Eddie and, you know, I want to say groomed Eddie for for being a murderer the same way he does with all his victims as the Chucky doll. He introduces them to murder. He does it for them. And then he shows them it in the hopes that it kind of breaks their psyche down. And so he wants to see how they react. And if they react positively, he knows he did his job. And he did with Eddie Caputo. Um, he also did so with Tiff. So him and he did a great job as he's worked like growing up in his murder spree. He was Chucky before he even got introduced to Voodoo. Yep. The one thing this these flashbacks didn't really cover more was just like how he learned Voodoo. They showed us a book of him reading something about Voodoo, but it's like, all right, hmm. you, you can just read a Voodoo book and you're an expert. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I want to say he knew somebody, but uh-huh. I don't remember yeah. if they established it in the movie. Hmm. So, yeah. He meets Tiffs in the background. They have a love affair. They eventually get to the point where it's like post-Chucky transformation. And actually, that's not even the flashbacks anymore. We leave after the flashbacks are all over. And Charles gets to the ultimate point where he has a fight with Tiff. Tiff calls the cops on him and is the reason he ended up dying the first time. Yeah. 
that was a big reveal. Tiff was the cause of all that, and she revealed mm-hmm. it to Chucky. And so, well, <clears throat> she revealed it to a specific Chucky, and I think that was... Uh, I thought they had a hive mind, but I guess they don't. They do not. They which, do not. Which makes sense, because that's why Chucky, when he was talking to all the other dolls, you mm-hmm. know, they're... <clears throat> They were just talking, like, like, oh, this is the plan. Like, oh, what if, what if we do this? What if we do this? What if we do this? Oops. Mm-hmm. Got a little excited there. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, they don't have a hive mind. They're all just a part of Charles Lee Ray's soul. That makes sense. Um. So maybe they don't remember Andy killing them <laughs> collectively. <laughs> But they do. Um, they they also don't <clears throat> know that little piece of information that Tiff give gave, except for one person, and that is who Jumbie and I deemed Chica. Mm-hmm. So we learn Nika, somebody that Chucky just tortured for whatever reason. Really hated Nika especially. He found a way to put his soul into her body. So now this is this more paraplegic woman who on her uh, um paraplegic, but when she's possessed by Chucky, Chucky can walk and use her body as much as she want as much as he wants. <clears throat> Something about his voodoo like fixes all her ailments and she can just walk around perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So Tiff reveals that she's falling in love with Nika, not Chica. She doesn't like Chucky. She's starting to resent him because it's clear as day that he only cares about himself. But like all dysfunctional relationships, she just keeps coming back to him. Yep. Every time, Bride of Chucky returns. But she... And we always get that. Like, uh, Whenever we see Nika begging for help, we, we're we always looking out for the the leg movement. You know? Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> once we know the legs are moving, uh, Chucky's in control. That was a good mechanic. Like, a good... Not mechanic, but like... A, I'm yeah, still yeah. thinking about it like a video game. But like... <laughs> It was a good thing to use because it keeps you on the edge of your seat every time you see Nika. Yeah. And uh, my favorite was when uh, Nika was trying to pretend to be Chucky, but she, uh, Tiff was like, I know you're Nika. And she's like, Nika just starts crying. She's like, what gave it away? Is it because I, I because they were playing poker? She's like, did I, did I bluff did too I bluff? much? And then she's like, it's like, oh, um, like, yeah, Ch- Chucky never plays the way you're playing. And I stabbed you in the leg 10 minutes ago and you didn't feel it. <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Tiff was an overall treat for the show. She was real fun to see. Always nice to see Jennifer Tilly. Um, Nika's character, man, I definitely have to see the movies that she is from because I felt for her character. Yeah. 
I almost don't want to see those movies just because I don't want to feel for her anymore because now I know where her story's going and it's nowhere good. It's the worst ending you could possibly think of for a character. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would hate to be her. Yeah, so her character is very tragic. Um, to live your life in be captured by Chucky. <laughs> Out of control of your body for hours at a time. You get to be like lucid and understand what's happening to you. Um, you lost the use of your legs because of Chucky. Um, you wake up to horrible scenes every time you are conscious. And then ultimately she ends up where she ends up with all her limbs hacked off. That's just too much pain for one character to go through. At a certain point, you should just put them out of their misery. Like it's, it's harder to watch yeah. the more bad things happen to these people, <laughs> yeah. especially like she's the only one where it's just like she's suffered too much. Yeah. And because, well, Tiff is crazy, right? Yeah. She, she, She's in love with Nika. She's done with Chucky, mm -hmm. but she knows that she can't just leave Chucky. And the Nika, the Chucky inside Nika knows the truth. So to avoid all that, she yeah. cut off all of Nika's limbs. So Nika's just, <sighs> um, just doesn't have anything. Her, her arms are gone. Legs are gone. And she wakes up with that realization and Tiff is just laughing. <laughs> it's it's dark, man. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. It left me with a bad taste in my mouth. I was just right. like, Ugh. Even talking about it, just... That, that body girl. horror. I don't know. That was the, less, that was the least feel-good moment of the whole show. Hmm. Can't feel good about anything there. That was true horror there. Yeah. So, before we get on to the grand finale, we need to talk about Tiff. Right, Tiff. Um, the origin. Her, the yeah. the flashbacks also show the origin story of when, of the car she loves to drive. Jumpy and I did not know that that she likes to mm -hmm. dri drive this um, red Pontiac Parisian. I don't know. Something but, like that. <laughs> the. It's it's iconic to her, uh, not Jennifer Tilly to Tiffany to Tiff, mm -hmm. and we learned that she just bought it off of this car salesman, who was trying to get rid of it because a couple died in that car, and it's hinted that <laughs> Charles Lee Ray and Tiff did it, but of course, when they got the car, they killed the salesman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even after the, while the salesman was bleeding to death, death, he was still trying to get the money off of him. So, yeah, that salesman was a true, <laughs> true car car salesman. He, he was still going for the deal. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that'll be a thousand dollars, please. Like <laughs> as he was bleeding out. So, we got to see that origin story. Uh, yeah. Then we learn the truth that she's the one who set up. Charles D. Ray got him killed. Started this whole thing in the first place. She mm -hmm. she met Charles D. Ray in a threesome. <gasps> so, and 
when I became a Tucson <laughs> real quick. She was willing to die. Charles put the, the knife to her neck and she just uh, was like, do it, do it. And Charles killed the other girl that he had with him instead. Mm-hmm. And then that's how they be- got together. And I love Jennifer Tilly's performance in this. She's so great. <laughs> yeah. Even the, the flashback uh, um, woman. Did yeah, she a, was good too. She did a fantastic job. But if they ever need to just like if she's not available, Jennifer Tilly and they use her instead. Her accent was pretty good. I I, I could buy it. I could work with that for a season. Hmm. Was it? Yeah, Jennifer Tilly is part of the whole plan. She she's the organizer. She gathers all all the good guy dolls. She found a the, um, she somehow managed to get the mayor to uh, distribute all the dolls across the country to the ch- children in need. <laughs> there um, can only be so many of this doll. They have to run out eventually. Yeah. Who knows how many Andy's got to, but. <laughs> yeah, it's still running and kicking, and they still call it a vintage doll. So. It's the same one from the 80s. They need the same model and everything. Yeah. But yeah, her backstory was cool. I know a lot about her from The Bride of Chucky. So like I know her origin story to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing, none of that came from the show, really. But it was it, that was one of the things where it's like, oh, we're calling back the movies, and I actually understood it because I remember those movies. One of the cool things is that at the end... We when Andy's trying to destroy all the the dolls, mm-hmm. the um, Tiff as a doll shows up, and her and Andy. This is the first time they meet. Yeah, and Andy's like, I thought she'd be prettier. <laughs> so yeah, and she puts the gun to Andy's head, and she's like, "You're gonna deliver these dolls to their destination, if you know what's good for you." But we all know that, and Andy didn't. You know, Andy, Andy don't know what's good for him. He's not <laughs> delivering those dolls. Nope. So, but we don't know what happens with him. I know we're gonna get an answer in season two, though. Hmm. But Tiff was a big part in the. Her job was to take care of Nika. Her job was to organize everything, buy the old house to stash it mm-hmm. all, and and much much like Chucky, she's also split into two people because she has her doll version. And my favorite. Is her job was to uh damn it, it was on the tip of my tongue, and it was my favorite too. <laughs> oh, she was there to, to to get the the wheels turning for Junior, so he st- sowed the seeds of mistrust and mm-hmm. she did that flawlessly. She and, was utilized perfectly, and the fact, and that's the other thing when he when Junior went. To, to Charles E. Ray's house, and he sees Tiff. He can't fucking put it together. He can't. (sighs) He was, at that point, broken to the point where he was not processing information like a normal person. He was. He was just going along with anything. He was basically Chucky's puppet at that point because he went all the way. He's all in on being a murderer. Yeah. 
and we do see some humanity left in Junior at toward at the end when Chucky's like, go kill this person, and Junior's kind of reluctant because mm-hmm. Junior killed her for for revenge, right? He killed out of emotion. Kind of, yeah. He killed. Mm-hmm. He definitely killed out of emotion, and there's no emotion tied to these people that he wants to kill, that Chucky wants them to kill. Mm. So he doesn't have the urge to do it. Sucks. Mm. For <laughs> sucks for Chucky. Doesn't suck for for anybody else. Humanity. Yeah. But uh, and I'd have to rewatch this because I didn't, even though I've been meaning to. It is hinted at, or at least one of the things I read is that Tiff was at the garage sale where Jake bought the doll. He was? And it is implied that she put the doll down, walked away, and that's how that's how that doll got there. I did not know that. I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> I did not wow. even well, we weren't looking for it, right? Yeah. I'd like to think I would I would notice her if I saw her, but then yeah, I, I guess I wasn't really looking out. Yeah. I'd have to double it check. It happened in the background. Ooh, that would be so cool. It is not my, uh, <laughs> what is it? I didn't do a good job. I didn't, um, I didn't do some background. It, yeah. But that's okay. That leaves us something to do later. <laughs> I like, even if it's not true, I'm going to pretend it was true and I'll be like, ooh, in the background, Tiff is just running around. You know what? It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It happened. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it happened. Awesome. Yeah. So there's that. Um. And now, is there anybody we're missing? Nobody in of importance. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about the principal over here. <laughs> uh, we already talked about Detective Kim. We don't care about her partner. Um. Not really. Yeah, we didn't really talk about. We talked about every notable character, really. So all that's left is the big man. Yeah, Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, mm-hmm. baby. So we come full circle. Now He was great. <laughs> he's a great guy. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. I like I like I like what he has to say. Mm-hmm. He's a good role model. <laughs> Clearly. He's very impressionable. Or no, he makes an impression. <laughs> he's very good at trying to convince you that murder is okay mm-hmm. and when when i say that i mean he does a very good job of convincing these teens that it's okay i mean he he does it he got jake to kill i don't care if they don't think he did hmm. um he got junior to kill he ruined the wheeler family he ruined every family really he yeah. killed so many people's parents and he and says it at the end when, yeah. he's like, when he's in the little chair by the fire reading off everything at like what looks like to be an after credit scene. Yeah, he he's, read off all the kills that happened 21. in the entire season. 21, and he's like, it doesn't matter. Those kids don't got no fucking parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they may have thought they won, but they did. Yeah. Um. So Not even Andy won. <laughs> So, I guess, since we're here, do you have a particular favorite kill? Um, the 
the craziest one to me was the housekeeper getting killed oh, man. while putting away the dishes or like doing the dishes yeah and the, the dishwasher because that was just so like really okay that was abrupt like she got pushed onto some upward facing knives and apparently this happens all the time according to the police department but i don't know about that um always put your knives face down when you wash them definitely we'll do that from now on yeah that was probably the most brutal and like uncalled for kill so i it stuck with me yeah what about you uh it's a tie well, the one that that always leaps out to me mm-hmm. is the needles onto the detective's body when he just starts uh-huh. bleeding out of his eyes, ears, and his fingernails. And like that one, Chucky's. It like, was it was so over the top. Chucky's like, here's one. Now I'm gonna do. I'm gonna double fist this. Let's go. And he just starts getting mm-hmm. more needles and just sticking it into this dude. Um. But he threw a he he threw he severed his spine first so he yeah. couldn't move. Got he like right threw a, uh what's it called a scalpel, right scalpel at, right at his spine. Yeah, right on the money so that guy can't move. That Crazy. takes practice, man. It does. That was a brutal kill. It was just like so over the top to me that it wasn't wasn't as impactful. It was like cartoonish. Junior. Using Chucky to beat the shit out of his dad and kill him. That was, mm, that's a good contender. And you get those shots of Chucky just going, wee, <laughs> like in that time. Never mind. <laughs> that is the best death. You're, you're, you've chosen the best death. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. And it's the big crux of the show. Like, I can't believe Junior killed him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was super impactful. That's the best death for impact, for, comedic purposes for character development everything about that death was crazy i love that chucky was very good at um well he was very good at spitting out his philosophy to these teenagers so they kind of like were about it but like uh as we said the characters are pretty much hard to be redeemed and Mm -hmm. they're not really likable so when Chucky's like, hey, some of these people need to be killed. I'm not saying that we ad- we at Phantoms of the Silver Screen advocate the the killing of teenagers. End of sentence. No buts. There's no buts exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. These teenagers. Some of those people <laughs> suck, though. <laughs> they did suck. Yeah. Uh, so it was hard, like... I'm like, it was hard to root for them, right? Impossible, even. <laughs> Some might say. The, so there was a point in the beginning where we were like, I mean, if Chucky's going to kill, if he has to, he has to. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, we, we also knew that Chucky is always going to be the big bad. And it was going to be something where they kind of, it felt like they wanted you to root for Chucky. And then be like, oh, why did I root for Chucky? All these characters are redeemed. Oh, that's the ride, it felt like. Yeah. I don't know if they succeeded in redeeming everybody. <laughs> um, 
I don't even know who I'm going to see in the next season. Do you really, do you think they're going to bring Jake and Lexi back and Devin? I think so. Lexi I know we'll sure. see Andy. But yeah. She's, really? Yeah, her mom's there. She's the mayor. She's definitely not going to get voted in, so we might not see her. You're right. You, you think we'll be in Hackensack still? That's true. You make I, very they, points. Season two can go in a lot of places, but who knows where it's going to go. You know it'd be fun. What? Let's predict the first episode. Oh. PTSD. We just see the PTSD all around. I think Miss mm. Fairchild adopts um Jake and And Devin. Devin. Or, or Same just... room. <laughs> but we I don't know. Um we we're gonna find out a reason why Jake doesn't inherit anything from any of the wheelers that'd be a great call because i was about to say jake's rich now isn't he like (laughs) he's the sole wheeler yeah and then same thing with devin we find out what why his mom didn't leave anything or maybe she did Mm. uh they're all going they're all grieving they all have ptsd and i don't know that's as much as i can think of Cause you're right, like staying in sack and sack. But do we do this like as an anthology season? Like every season is about Chucky, but a different. Because will we have a different main character? I mean, I would be open to it. Um, it would make sense, right? Because they sent out seventy-two dolls, and we don't know if Andy took care of them. Yeah. And, you know. Jake is Jake. I don't know if I need to see more of Jake, but the fact that the three of them are alive makes me feel like they'll just continue on in the next season. Because why keep them alive if you're not going to use them? Yeah, that's true. I really just think it's going to pick up with what Jake and Devin and Lexi are doing. Um, I think... I like the idea about Jake and Devin being adopted, but I'm not sure if Miss Fairchild would do it. Probably, since she's the one who took them in the car to the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows what's going to happen there? We're definitely going to see a scene of what happens to Andy, and I think that's going to be one of the first scenes in the whole show. Like, what happened to Andy? Did he deliver the dolls? What's going on with that whole situation? What this season is going to be about? Yeah. I can't imagine we spend another season in Hackensack, but maybe we're spending a season of like where the characters move to. Because I don't think anybody in that town, Lexi's pa- uh, remaining mom, you know, parent, wants to be in that town because she's not going to be mayor anymore. <laughs> I don't think Devin and Jake want to live there. <laughs> so I feel like we're, they're all going to move to another town and this is all going to happen again <laughs> in the same town. That'd be cool. <laughs> That's what I think it would happen. And uh, Andy won't be dead. Kyle will save Andy. And they'll reveal that she's not dead officially. Because mm-hmm. there's still some like mystique to that. But we know she's not dead. We saw her, we saw her glove. Yes, because there was a big explosion. Uh, mm-hmm. Tiff had rigged up Andy's old house. No, uh, Char- Charles Lee Ray's old house. To have a trigger sensor bomb. So mm-hmm. when... Somebody walks through the door to try to save Devin and Andy or whoever else is there. Um, the bomb will activate and explode. 
and we we learned that Andy and Devin made it out on time, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't know about Kyle. Yeah, and the news report said there was a casualty, but I don't know. So we'll see. We thought it was Nika too, because she was there. But no, no. Sorry. I, Tiff- at this point, I at this point, I wish it was Nika. <laughs> Feel bad for her. Yeah, you're. That's right. Tiff took her out of there really quick. Why? <laughs> oh, I know why. Uh, I do think we'll see Tiff as well uh, and Nika in the f- next season. Yeah. But if they're smart, they'll introduce a whole litany of new characters to latch on to. Yeah. Um, Devin and Jake, they're going to break up definitely in season two, feeling it. But they get back together. <laughs> and then break up again, probably. Or one of them dies. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about uh? How'd you feel about the ending? The ending. It was very campy. I liked it. Like the meta, like chair, reading a book of all the death thing. I liked that a lot. Well, I meant the the face offs, right? Uh, we get a face off between Lexi and Junior with Chucky in the background, and mm-hmm. we get a face off between Chucky and Jake with Devin in the background. Um, I like the junior one. Jake Jake gets cut in the leg to the point where he can't walk two nights in a row. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Yeah. I get that they're showing that he took some damage, but he's going to be okay. But nobody heals in a day. Come on. But whatever. Um, I didn't really like Jake's fight with him as much. I liked... Uh... Actually, that's a lie. Because I, I did like... Chucky running through the theater seats. Like, that aspect of it was very scary and cool. Yeah, and just slice him in the leg. And then he's on top of him. And then yeah. Chucky's he's like, a- I bet you're wondering how I'm so strong in this strong body, right? And the knife is, like, right by Jake's neck. And then we mm-hmm. cut to to Junior and Lexi. But when we come back, <laughs> Jake's, like, just throws him off and, like, launches Chucky across. And he's like, I've been doing push-ups. And then it's, it's yeah. just like campiness that was pretty good corniness with jake but you know what he needed a w (laughs) yeah and he got one i mean he beat him he beat this all-powerful voodoo demon god because he did (laughs) push-ups before chucky can reach the knife he puts his leg um foot on his chest keeps him still um devin hands him a knife to kill him but he's like nah chucky i need this shit it's supposed to be like because Chucky gave him a knife to kill in the second episode. And he's trying to prove that he's better than all that. So he puts his fucking... He throws him against the wall and squeezes his fucking eyeballs out. Brutal. I mean, Chucky would have been proud if it wasn't him. Yeah. I think he was a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Junior and Lexi face off. That one was cool, um, but it re- it hinges on like caring about Lexi and Junior's relationship, which like it wasn't that strong to begin with. So I don't, I wasn't fully invested there. I don't know if he would have been turned because she like had a heart to heart with him. You know, they weren't really that close. I like the things Lexi was saying, like she was owning up to how she was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the person she used to be. Obviously, she's not that person anymore because today's Tuesday and that was way back on Friday. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I did not think that face off was going to be Lexi being the good person and Junior being the bad person. That was a good that was a good thing. But something you could say for the show, maybe it's because of like, you know, iffy writing where characters take random turns, but. There's no way I could have predicted the ending, like any part of the ending that was going to happen in this show. Yeah. So for better or worse, you know, that's something good about the show. Yeah. You can't predict what's going to happen because sometimes it doesn't follow logic. <laughs> um, I liked it a and little bit. Okay. We got yeah. Lexi to get through Junior and Junior oh, yeah, yeah. sacrificed his life to stop Chucky. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was kind of funny that like Lexi was chasing after Junior in the beginning when she thought Chucky was killing or harming Junior so she went to go stop him mm-hmm. <laughs> and like she was just running in that long ass hallway and like <laughs> horrible shoes that you should not be running in and like I felt like Junior and Chucky around the corner just looking at their watch like come on <laughs> but he could have killed him ten times over already. Uh, but Junior and Junior Lexi got through to Junior, and he wanted to kill Chucky, but unfortunately, came at the cost of his life, and he wanted to tell everybody sorry. We never got that Jake and Junior confrontation. That's what I was waiting for. That's what I wanted. Nope. And but, we never will. Nope. Not even flashback. I mean, they never talked. They never will. Junior is gone. Yep. So we don't know the official reason why Junior hated him so much. But mm-hmm. we can only speculate. This seems to be a very, like, you should have enjoyed the ride, but don't expect there to be payoff yeah. kind of show. Like, I enjoyed the ride, but if I focus on too much, if I focus too much on what they didn't answer and what they set up and what they failed to pay off i'm i'm gonna have a bad time i should just focus on i had a fun time watching it and i had questions to begin with which is a success in itself some shows cannot make you ask questions because they're not interesting enough but this one did so Hmm. although i am very let down by not having answers i'm i'm happy that i at least have questions yeah yeah and the fact that there's a season two leaves a lot of room for questions yeah. to be answered or I highly doubt I'm going <laughs> to get any answers but yeah yeah I see what you're saying uh, but I, I it was a good watch I've I said it like every episode that we've done even in the beginning mm-hmm. of this one that if if you have if you're if you need something to watch for October make a Chucky it'll be a good yeah. binge it'll be a good something to get you or if they bring it back 2022, it'll prep you for all that. Mm-hmm. And like, you could also catch up on the movies for Child's Play, all the Child's Play movies. I'm They're they're fun watches. They're all goofy in a good way. So, as we start wrapping up here, what was the things that bothered you about this entire season? <laughs> I feel like that's all we've talked about. The little nitpicks <laughs> I've had. No, but like um, the, the big ones. 
the big things, Lexi's escape not being explained, um, or at least giving me a scene of how she escaped, the fiery death that was waiting her with Chucky in her room, because um, there's no reason she should have survived that unless they showed us a reason. Yeah. Um, like the- Devin's plot line. Oh, sorry. You are going to say? Was it the... I, m- I remember the bullying felt like not like too like too TV, right yeah it was like yeah oliver was in on it too he was just like flipping coins at him and it's like here for your patreon page and like come on yeah that it felt like it was bullying written for tv it didn't feel like bullying you know and the parents are just like <laughs> like your stereotypical like we're the teenagers we have to be the adults and solve this ourselves because there's no one to help us yeah it's a that's a trope i don't like in any teen driven drama where it's like the adults are an antagonistic force and the teenagers know what they're doing which is the opposite of the reality of the situation (laughs) teens don't know what they're doing ever and (laughs) The adults aren't always clueless. They don't always make things worse. It's true. But you you would have the experience of never being a teen and being an adult. Yeah, so you have Exactly. That, like, I'm speaking from observation only. Yeah. Teens never know what they're talking about. <laughs> and they always feel like they're right, which is, you know, it's part of being a teen. Not yeah. that I'd know. Yeah. So this gets the Phantoms of the Silver Screens screen of approval <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, i don't know how we'd put that into a rating like two screens up you know it's perfect it's real good just just watch the show okay it's good or we could do we could do silver oh, silver rankings silver being the highest one <laughs> yeah gold is second confusing everyone uh, al- <laughs> aluminum and <laughs> <laughs> aluminum aluminum is first actually it's that'll actually be first silver will be second gold will be third just to mess with everybody <laughs> start making up like chemical compounds and <laughs> uh, cool so that is our review or recap of chucky's 2021 tv show mm-hmm. season one yeah. with that being said any last words jumpy What happened to Glenn? Glenn. Shucky's kid. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he probably split his fucking soul too somewhere. (laughs) Who knows? Say with that question, and we'll see you in season two. (laughs) Uh, um, All right. With that being said, thank you for joining us on another episode of Phantom of the Silver Screen, the podcast that tries their best. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, check out any of our other contents. Give us a rating. Um, and yeah. And as always, we appreciate and we love you for checking us out. And we wish you a good day.
evening. Bye. See you.